Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you. Pastor Da is in Thailand, just preaching yesterday. I'm glad that uh, she is there safely and minister to my dad and the church over there to people. I miss her a lot. But I will fly tonight. Cannot wait to go meet her there. And please pray for me next week. It will be a, a big spiritual warfare. There are political conflicts in Thailand right now. So we have to move the meeting place from out of the central part of Bangkok into the suburb area due to the demonstration. But we are not going to stop the meeting because people are hungry to meet the Lord and we will continue. I will go to northeast of Thailand and also the suburb of Bangkok to preach the gospel. People over there need Jesus so badly. They have so many demonic things in in that nation because people worship idols. And and I was one of them. I was worshiping idols when I was a young man and young boy. Are you ready for the Word of God? How many people love the Word of God? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's so important that we are in the Word all the time and we practice the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God. I would like to encourage all of you to be this kind of Christian. You're going to stick to the word, and you're going to obey the word. And if you can do that, the Bible says you shall prosper, and you will do well everywhere you go, because you practice the word of God. Amen? I love the word of God, and this church consider the word of God as the standard of life. We're going to follow what the Bible says. We are not following any man's idea or opinions. We're going to stick with the Word of God. Amen? Let's pray that, and ask the Lord to speak to us. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us your holy Word. We thank you, Father, for the teacher, the great teacher, the Holy Spirit. Today, we ask you to open our eyes to see to open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive the word that comes from heaven. Speak to your church, Lord. We want to change. We want to be doers of the word of God. May, Lord, your name be glorified through us, Lord. May this church be the blessing to many nations around the world. And Lord, we want to grow up to be mature Christians We don't want to be baby forever, Lord. Oh, Lord, cleanse us with your word. Transform our mind and empower us by the Holy Spirit so that we can walk what the Bible says. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue the subject of the love of God, which is my favorite subject. The love of God is the most important subject in this church, in the church, in our life. Why the love of God is the most important subject? Because the Bible says God is love. There are no other things that are more important than God. God is the most important person in the whole universe. 
because he owned it. He created the universe. He is everything for our life. So when we talk about God, actually we talk about love. The Bible says God is love. It's so important to learn how to walk in love and to grow in love. And as Christians, definitely we are people of faith. We walk by faith. We believe in God that we have never seen. We know that He exists and we know that He's still alive and He's still performing all the miracles and He can do what He say in the Bible. Therefore, we are people of faith. But the Bible says clearly that it's impossible to please God if we don't have faith. And the Bible also says faith without love will not work. Why some of us pray and you don't get result even though you try to exercise your faith? Maybe because you don't walk in love. Faith works only when you walk by love. Amen? That's why Jesus was so powerful. Everywhere he went and he prayed and he speak, the word of faith, it works every time, 100% of the time. Why? Because he was so full of love. He was so full of the Holy Spirit. So he prayed for people. He speak to the wind for the disciple out of love. The love is so much in him that his faith worked very well. Therefore, as Christians, we cannot ignore the subject of faith and the subject of love. It's so important that we need to walk in love and walk by faith. I want to encourage you that you are not limited by what I know. You are not limited by what I say. Because we have the great teacher, the Holy Spirit, who can speak to you more than what I say today. If you open your heart and have faith that the Holy Spirit will teach you something, He can speak into you and give you in one second a revelation that you struggle about try to understand God for many, many years. He can just suddenly drop into you the light of God and have a clear understanding. I learned one thing about being a Christian for more than 30 years. The more I understand the truth of God, understand who He is, understanding the secret and the mystery of God, the better my life will be. All the problems that I used to face and seemed to be difficult, it turned to be very easy. A lot of problems that used to bother me, they don't bother me anymore because I grow in the knowledge of God and I have more understanding of His mystery and secret. That's why we need to preach the Word and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to really shine the light into our heart, into our mind and spirit. I want you to go up to the higher plane of life. I don't want you to stay in the lower plane. We would like you to be like an eagle that fly over the storm. You can really flow with the Holy Spirit and become strong believer. So you need to rise up in the knowledge of God and in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Everyone say, I am a doer of the Word of God. Amen. If you can be a doer of the Word of God, you shall be blessed. How many people want to be the kind of Christian who are unstoppable? 
How many people want your success to be unpreventable, unstoppable, and unpreventable? Turn to each other and say, "Unstoppable, unpreventable." Amen. If you want to do that, you need to have a desire for what God desire, with the same reason He want it. If you connect to God and you want the same thing He want, with the same reason. Mean the right reason, not the wrong reason, and connect to him and move with him. No one can stop you, because no one can stop God. If God is with you, who can be against you? This is the key of Christian life: is to hook up to God and walk in the same way He walked, want the same thing He wants, do the same thing He wants to do with the same reason and attitude and motive He wants to do in this generation. You move with him everywhere; no one can stop you, and success will be unpreventable for you. He's gonna put his hand upon you. His grace shall be so great in your life. Therefore, we need to know what he say and practice what he say. Hooked up with him in what he say. John chapter thirteen verses thirty four to thirty five. A new commandment I give to you: that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, by what? By we loving one another in the church, we'll know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. According to this scripture, love is a test of genuine Christianity. How can we tell? A person is a true, born again Christian, carrying the cross on the neck, or memorize the scripture, knowing the Bible. No, the true test, the true evidence of being a real Christian, is that we love our brothers and sister. We we are true disciple of Jesus Christ. We are a true born again child of God. We will love the church, and we will love our brother and sister. This truth is confirmed again in First John chapter three, verse fourteen. How do you know that after you die, you're going to be in heaven for sure? How do you know that you are really, really born again? We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. The evidence of being a real born-again Christian is the walk of love. You love your brothers and sister. Yes, we should love the unsaved. We should love people who don't know Jesus. But in this teaching, we are not talking about loving the world. But we are talking about loving one another in the church. Our stronger witness to the outside people, to the world, is how we treat one another in the church and outside the church. That's the reason why the devil has tried so hard to stir up and perpetuate strife and hatred. In the local church and among churches and among believers, he tries so hard to split Christian families, split Christian churches, 
and cause people to hate each other and fight with each other. When the non-believers notice that Christian husband and wife hate each other, fighting and want to divorce one another, or when the members in the church or people between churches hate each other, criticize each other, the unsafe people in the world look at it and say, no, you guys don't even love one another. I don't want to get involved with Christianity. You are even worse than me. I love my wife, I love my husband, but you even hate each other. How can I become a Christian like you because you are worse than me? That's why we need to really, really pay attention to this subject because the devil wants to undermine our witness for Christ. Amen? I have to admit to you, it bothered me when I heard in the radio or read some website that some so-called great theologian criticized other minister who preached some message and criticized and put in the website and YouTube to criticize other people. I want to say to them that, hey, could you please mean your business? Don't use internet to criticize other brother and sister in the body of Christ. Mean your own business, please. You don't have any work to do or something? <laughs> Is that right? I mean, I'm so busy. I don't have time to go criticize other church. I don't have any time to criticize other pastor. I need to love them. I need to love the Baptist, the Lutheran, and the Methodist, and love all these people. I don't have time to fight for with them and criticize them. No one is perfect anyway. I'm not perfect either. And you fight for with me in this church, you're going to find something, and you can criticize me too. But... That's not the point. The point is we love one another. We should support one another and pray for one another. Amen? Amen. If we can overcome selfishness and start to take care of one another, start to love one another, give to one another, help one another, serve one another, share with one another the good things. We express love in action with one another. Our unbelieving friends and loved ones watch this action. They would think in their mind, I like to join them. I like to be a part of this bunch. Because if I join in, I'm going to be loved and supported, and people will pray for me. They will not hurt me. They will not do anything bad to me. They will love me and care for me. That's why loving one another in the local church is the greatest witness to the lost world. Not just go out to bang people with the Bible and preach to them and say, You're a sinner, you go to hell. No, 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 no. You just love, show love to one another. And when they come in, they learn the gospel. And they will realize that, oh, they need to repent. But we go, don't go out to bang on the unsafe with the message of hell and uh, brimstone and fire. We go out to love people. Amen? Hallelujah. And love will start in the church. When people, when you invite your friend to church and they see that we love each other they will be convinced that we are the real disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loving one another should be practiced in every Christian home, in every Christian church. And the New Testament has given us the definition of love. But many people misuse or misunderstand and abuse the word love so much. They think that love means good feelings. It means weaknesses or sappiness. Is God sappy? Is our God weak? 
No, actually, the Lord is the strength of our life. He's so strong. He is the strength personified, incarnated. He is very strong. God. He is not weak. He's not sappy. But on the opposite way, selfishness and self-centeredness is weak. It makes you weaker when you are selfish and living for yourself. If you are seeking your own benefit, you are a weak person, because it takes so much strength to be able to lay down our life for other people and to love other people. It takes so much strength. Therefore, the way of the love of God is very strong. Love is the strength of your life. You can love even your enemy. You must be very strong. That's right. So sometimes people say, "I love my car. I love Vietnamese food. I love fur. I love pizza. I love my golden fish. Therefore, I love." And therefore, out of love, one day they say, "Oh, I cannot live without you. I need you. Could you please be my girlfriend?" But a few years later, I don't have that feeling anymore. The thrill is gone. Could you please get out of me? I need to find a new girlfriend. They fall in, and they fall out of love. And that is the way the love in the world is acting. I want to talk to all the ladies in this room, the single lady. If a man come to you and say, "I cannot live without you. I need you," do you know what it means? He loves himself. It means that he loves how you can make him feel, and he loves what you can do for him. But once that's gone, he doesn't feel good anymore. You get older. You start to think about having plastic surgery in your face with a <laughs> stretching out your skin. When you start to get older, you cannot provide what he likes. Then he doesn't love you anymore. He needs you because you can do something for him. That is not the true definition of the love of God. God love means he died for us. He gave to us, even at the time we did not even care about him. We did not even like him. We were even his enemies. He still sent his son. To die for us, that is the love of God. He loved us, even though we rejected Him. We talk bad about Him, and we sin against Him. He still loved us. He paid the price for us. He died for us. He shed His blood for us, and still making intercession for us. He loved us so much. It's not about we can do something for Him, but because He loved us unconditionally. Even when we reject him and make so many mistake, he pour out his love into us by the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to move in the church, and then we can have more love. Because the agent or the person that can bring love into our heart is not man, but is only the Holy Spirit. What do we need to do as Christian? Do you know that we have choices in life? We can choose to yield to the flesh, yield to the way of the world, or we're going to yield to the Holy Spirit or to the love of God. Amen. One day I was talking to God, praying, because so many people were upset with me that I lay hand, 
People fall down. People laugh. People shake, and demon come out. People scream because demon come out. And so many people got upset with me. They left the church, and I talked to God. God, what should I do? Should I continue or stop so that people will stay in the church? And the Lord asked me this question back. He did not answer. He asked me the question back. Son, when I sit on the throne in heaven and look down from heaven into the church, you think which way? I would like more. The church that people come and sit and, okay, talk to me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to yield to it. I want to please my flesh. I want to keep my dignity. I don't care what you say. I don't care what God say. And just sit there holding the dignity. And the church where people, God, I need you. Touch me. If you want to cleanse me, I cry. I cry. That's okay. I don't care about my own dignity. I yield to you. You touch me, you change me, you cleanse me. You can do whatever you want. I yield to you like a patient yield to the surgeon on the table. I understand that because the patient has to lie on the table before I cut on them. They yield to me. I yield. I lie down so that you can touch me and change me. And the Lord asked me back, which church I will be more pleasing? Hmm. I think you know the answer. And He said, continue to do what you need to do because I want my people to learn. How to yield to me, learn to humble themselves, and don't keep that dignity, and don't think that this is a religious ceremony, but this is about relationship with God. That you learn how to hook up to God and yield to God. If you learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit and the love of God in this meeting, you will yield to Him in the shopping mall. You will yield to him when somebody stir you up and make you angry, and you want to slap back. But because you yield to the love of God, and you don't slap, you don't punch back, and you hold yourself back, and may the Holy Spirit control you, because you learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit all the time. Now, many of you understand why I train members how to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because it really impact your daily life. You need to learn how to yield to Him. Amen. Let's look at the definition of love in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four: Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. What does it mean? Love suffers long. It means we put up with people' mistake. How many people can put up with people' mistake? It's not easy. We can do it only if we are filled with the love of God. We can put up with our husband' mistake, our wife' mistake, our kids' mistake, our employee' mistake. Put up. But when we put up with people' mistake, the Bible say at the same time we should not be rude, we should not be mean. Many people. Put up, but at the same time, complain and yell and mean and rude. They have to put up because they have no other way out. They have to stay there. But the Bible says, if you love, you put up with people' mistake and weaknesses. At the same time, you need to be gentle, kind, long-suffering. Love them. Be kind to them. Amen. Can you do it? It's not easy. 
That's why we need God so badly. <laughs> we cannot do it ourselves. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit to be able to be kind to people who are very mean to us. When we put up with people' mistake, don't be griping, bitter, but be sweet and smile. Everyone, say sweet. sweet. Smile. smile. Can you act sweet right now? Can you act sweet? Act sweet to the person next to you right now, and smile. <laughs> We cannot put up with people, mistake and smile and be sweet without the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes this is true. Sometimes I get mad at some people, and I want to just yell. But suddenly, the Holy Spirit tell me, "Cool down. Look at the good things in that person's life. They have many good good points. Why don't you focus on the good points?" And don't focus on the negative points, and just love them. By that voice in my spirit, I suddenly calm down and say, "Oh yeah, it's true. That person has so many good points that I did not focus, but I just focus on his weaknesses. So we can put up with people' mistake because we begin to yield to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is a loving God. He will help us to look at the positive thing of another person." Believe me, if you can walk in love like this, you're gonna be happier. Amen. The Bible promised that if we walk in love, we will be happy. John chapter 15 verses 9 to 11. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Jesus loved us, and if we love Jesus, we keep the commandment. Then we're gonna abide. We're gonna live in the bubble of God's love. Everywhere we go, the love of God will be around us. He will open the parking spot for us. He will speak to our customer to help us. Talk to the boss to give us a raise. He open the door for us to find a job. He will give us favor because the love of God surrounds us all the time. We abide. In the love of God, how many people want to abide in the love of God like this? Everywhere you go, since I really know God this much now, I never worry anymore wherever I go. The reason I don't worry anymore, I'm gonna fly tonight. I don't worry about going to Thailand because I know that everywhere I go, the bubble of God's love is around me. He will protect me. He will guide me. He will show His grace to me. I don't have to worry about it. Amen. God's love is so wonderful. In fact, I just have experience of the love of God on Friday night. I was not on call on Friday, but because I need to undergo some medical tests on last Friday, so I, I swap the the on call to this Friday. I should be on call last Friday. The emergency room called me. A young man, 26 years old, have severe leg pain and could not urinate, and that is pretty bad. Could not urinate and have leg pain, cannot walk. The MRI showed that the, this is so small, like almost nothing in the picture. Even the doctor in the emergency room said, "I don't want to force you to get involved because it sounds like maybe he is crazy." The picture didn't show much. I look at the picture. The Holy Spirit spoke to me, "Fix him," and I say, "Hmm, it sounds like it's not the problem." But I obey the Holy Spirit. I told him, "I'm gonna have to fix you." He's so happy. Because he said that he has gone to so many doctors in the past 
one and a half years, and no one fixed him, and he's getting worse. Everyone thinks that he was crazy. The next morning, I walk in to perform surgery. I remove that small little disc, but before the surgery, he said that my dad is a pastor of a Russian church in Linwood. I'm a pastor's son, and I said I'm a pastor too. He was so like. He wanted to cry, and I said that actually yesterday I was not on call, but I switched the on call. Perfect, the love of God. He put the Christian doctor, the pastor, on the right day for the pastor's son to show up the right time, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. So I fixed the little problem. After he woke up, after 18 months of suffering, the pain is gone. He could void. He was getting up and walk around. <clears throat> I don't think this happened by accident. He abides in the love of God. He and his father build a church. And I abide in the love of God too, that God show me that fix him. This is the favor. Everywhere you go, the love of God just around you. Let me continue to read. Just as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. You look at the life of Jesus. Everywhere he went, he was in the love of God all the time. Everywhere. Even his enemy tried to throw him into the cliff. You remember the story in the book of, I think the book of Luke. The enemy tried to throw him in the cliff. He just walked by. And no one could touch him. Why? Because the love of God, the love of the Father around him. No one can touch him. Do you like that kind of lifestyle? How do you do? You need to obey his commandment. What is the commandment? Love one another. This thing... I have spoken to you, mean to love one another, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. My brother and sister, if you are not joyful, you are griping and unhappy right now, maybe the problem is that you don't obey God. You hate your brother and sister. You are unhappy with people. You gripe, you are frustrated that somebody doesn't do what they need to do for you because everything is about you. Me, 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 me. Or you may be unhappy that somebody did something against you because you are the center of the universe. Instead of loving other people, you are the center. Everything about me. Instead of love, give. Give without string attached. Serve others. Wake up and think about how can I be a blessing to make other people happier today? What can I do to support one another person, help another person? You wake up every day and say, I want to walk in love. And if you can do that, you forget about what other people need to do for you. Amen? Amen. Yesterday, Saturday, I was reading my sermon all day from morning to evening. And by around 6 p.m., I start to get hungry. So I was thinking, okay, my wife is not here. I don't know how to cook. So I went to the refrigerator, open. I saw one old bowl of soup, about one week old. Another one is an uh, old salad. Okay, I'm going to warm it up and eat because I don't care about this eating. I want to serve God. I want to be the blessing on Sunday. I plan to warm it up, to eat old food there, left over for one week. I don't want to even spend time driving out to the restaurant because I want to do the work of God, to be the blessing on Sunday. And my son-in-law called me. 
and talk to me. Let's go out to sushi. <laughs> I say, uh, no, no, no. He said, go, don't eat leftover. So we went sushi, <laughs> and he paid for me. Amen. <laughs> I don't focus on what other people can do for me. I just focus on what I can be the blessing to other people, and then God provide for me, help me, take care of me. Amen. That is the walk of love. You cast all of your care upon the Lord instead of complaining and griping and being unhappy. You stay in the love of God. You just. Have much more fun than those who think about themselves. You think about how to love other people. You're gonna have more fun, more joy, happy. And you know one thing from the medical point of view: if you are joyful all the time, happy all the time, not griping and angry and upset and frustrated with what other people don't do for you and they don't care about me, they don't love me, they don't call me, blah 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 blah. When you do that, what happened? Your blood pressure go up. Your blood sugar go up, the cholesterol go up, and you're gonna live a short life. But if you're happy all the time, you will live a long life. Amen. You don't grow old fast. You still look young, happy, and healthy. First Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 5. Love suffer long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Everyone say, does not behave rudely. When you walk in love, you put up with people's mistake. You also be kind to people even though they are not kind to you. And not only that, you are not rude to people. Don't be rude in the restaurant. When the server come in, serve your food. And you feel like the food is a bit salty. Don't call the server back and yell at the server. Amen? Amen? <laughs> so many times, this really happened. The server brought a completely different dish from what we order. And they put on there. And I and my wife say, I think it's good. That's okay. Don't worry about it. We take it. We don't make it a big scene. We don't yell at the server. We even tip them very good. <laughs> don't be rude to the restaurant server. Amen. <laughs> you have choices. Everywhere you go, you can be either an aggravation, or you can be a fresh air. What you choose. You're going to be an aggravation everywhere you go, make people upset, look so unhappy, and complain, and unhappy all the time. Or you're going to be a fresh air, or you're going to be a sunshine. Everywhere you go, you feel like sunshine in Seattle. Oh, the sun come up. People are happy to be around you because you are gentle, loving, and kind to people. You are not rude to people. Amen. I want to give you the secret of miracles in life. Why so many Christians don't get the miracles, don't get the deliverance and healing and provision? Because faith works by love. This is a principle of God. In order to get the promise of God, the miracle of God, you need faith. 
Faith is the hand. But in order for God to give you that thing to you, the miracle, you need to mix faith with love. And not only that, He gives you by grace. You need to be humble. Everyone say faith, love, humble. If you can live your life this way every single day, faith, love, humble, you're going to see more miracles, more healing, more provision, more supernatural thing happen in your life because this is the way to draw the miracles and healing and deliverance and provision from heaven. Pride will make you not receive your answer to prayer. Pride and hatred and strife will cause you not to receive miracle from the Lord. Everywhere you go, you should be gentle and kind, smile and sweet, be like a sunshine and fresh air everywhere you go. One way to be rude, I just give you an example, is to be demanding. Sometimes people are very demanding. Demand people to do something for them. Give special attention to them. People who walk by faith will not demand. People who walk by faith will always gentle, loving, sweet, and give their concern to God and let God work in the heart of people to help them. Amen? That's what happened to me on yesterday. I don't demand people to make food for me, even though I was so hungry and kind of have to eat all the old food there. I really depend on Pasada a lot, you can see now. <laughs> but God still works in the heart of my son-in-law to bless me with good sushi. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I don't demand anybody to bring food or to help me. I was so busy. But God is a good God. We don't demand, we don't put pressure on people. Don't be rude to the person of opposite sex. Don't take advantage of them physically. Amen? That is rude. To take advantage of person opposite sex physically. That is not love. That is lust. So when you love, you treat people gently, honorably, respectfully, and always sweet and smile and kind to people. Everyone say, I want to be a sunshine. I want to be fresh air. I don't want to be an aggravation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read the scripture one more time and I will finish and continue next time. Love does not seek its own. Love stay quiet and seek not its own. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 24. Let no one seek his own but each one the other's well-being. When you walk in love, you don't seek your own benefit, but you always seek to bless other people or to benefit other people. The battle is there every single day. The battle between the flesh and the spirit. Even as a Christian, if we yield to the flesh every single day, the flesh will say, what can other people do for me? What can other people give to me. When you wake up in the morning, what people can do for me? That is the flesh. The flesh is selfish. The flesh is self-centered. Me, 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 me. You need to make a decision every day to decrease or suppress the flesh and yield to the Holy Spirit. And if you yield to the Holy Spirit, you will not seek what you want anymore. You will be happier. 
you will seek to make other people happy, not yourself happy, and your life will never be the same. You're gonna go up to the next level, higher plane of your life because you walk by the Spirit and you don't seek your own anymore. When you walk a life of love, believe me, you will be so so caught up with what can I do to bless other people to the point that you forget about yourself. But at the same time, God take care of your business. God will send people to help you. But you always think about what can I do to help other people, to bless other people. That is the walk of love. Is that the way Jesus walked when he was on earth here? Yes. If you read the life of Jesus carefully, you can see that Jesus never complained, never say, "Oh, people don't love me." People don't care about me. He also always go out, heal people, touch people, preach and help people all the time. Should we practice this kind of love in the church? Amen. Let the love of God dominate on the inside of us, that we will not seek our own. I will continue next time. Next time, I cannot emphasize this one: love will seek to save other people, to bless other people. Today, this is just introduction that God wants us to walk in love. That we will not be rude, we put up with people, be kind, and we will not seek our own benefit, but we seek the other's benefit. I know that this is very difficult teaching to do because totally against our sinful nature, our flesh. It's impossible to do it by our own strength. We need. Really, the help of the Holy Spirit. I become a Christian for more than 30 years now, and I have learned one truth: God gives us the Bible to be our guideline, what we should do, what we should not do. But in order to be able to do this, we cannot depend on our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's how I feel every day. The Holy Spirit is like a hand moved on the inside of me. Move me, a person inside me, move to be able to do what He say here. To forgive, to love, to have faith, to walk in humility. The Holy Spirit move on the inside. So there are two questions to you. Number one: How much are you desperate to be filled and to be helped by the Holy Spirit? Two. How much do you yield to Him? This is our homework. God is ready to fill you. God is ready to help you anytime. But you need to do your part. Your part is desire, hunger. Two, learn how to yield. Amen. How many people say I need the help of the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your. Principle, the commandments that come from the lips of the master, the head of the church, that we should love one another. I pray, Father, that you will help us to grow in this area. We will grow in faith and grow in love. Lord, help us to put up with people' mistakes. Help us, Lord, to be kind, to love, to be gentle to people around us, Lord. Lord, if we are tempted to be rude, to be griping, and to do mean things to people, stop us, Lord, right away. 
We want to walk the same way Jesus walked, Lord. And help us not to be selfish people. We want to seek to bless other people, Lord. Oh Father, we believe, Lord, that as we obey Your commandment, we will be full of joy. We will live a long life, and as we walk by faith, in love and in humility, we will see the answer from heaven more and more, and miracles will happen in our life more than we can can imagine, Lord. Oh Lord, teach your people in this room. Teach people who are listening to this message, Lord. Help us to grow in love. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're not a Christian yet, I'd like to encourage all of you to invite Jesus to come into your heart. If you like to do that, pray with me right now. Amen. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. I give my life to you. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. He shed His blood to cleanse me, to forgive me. Jesus, come into my life right now. I need you, Lord. Forgive me. I'm born again today by repenting of my sin and confessing with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me first. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, that I can walk by faith, not by sight, and walk in love. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people are desperate that? I cannot do this by myself. I need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. Amen. Like the woman with the issue of blood, we press in. We press Like a blind man waiting patiently, we press in through the blind. And suddenly, a touch from heaven, Don and Susan, Jesus came and rescued me. And suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. Like a woman with the issues of love, we press in. We press in. Like a blind man waiting patiently, 
Trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your 